Hey guys, this is James Childs, producer of The Dave Ramsey Show. Dave and the team are out spending time with their families for New Year's, but we'll be back soon to help you take control of your life and your money in 2021. In the meantime, we put together some of the best clips from the show for you to enjoy. This is the best of The Dave Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Dollar Car Rental Studios, it's The Dave Ramsey Show. Debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Chris Hogan, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today on the air. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Well, Chris, about all I can think of to say is, hey, 2020, in case I didn't already think you sucked, you continue to suck. <laughs> I just heard a second ago that my friend Charlie Daniels passed away, oh. uh, 83 years old, and uh, apparently had a, um, a stroke of some kind. Uh, an incredible music icon, incredible mm-hmm. man of faith, mm-hmm. incredible patriot, and... Um, he and Hazel are just absolutely wonderful, wonderful people. They're wonderful members of our community here in Nashville and um, are well thought of among everyone in the country music business. Do anything for anyone. Oh, yeah. Big heart, generous and uh, kind and uh, very opinionated. Uh, and, and he's always right on his opinions because <laughs> I, I, me and him agreed on all that. I can just tell you. Um, I'll miss him. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a humble man. Uh, extremely talented uh, and a proud American. Um, But as you said, Dave, an incredible music icon and uh, definitely will be missed. If you don't like the way I'm living, just leave this old country boy alone. Leave him alone. (laughs) And there's a whole bunch of us come from that cloth or cut from that. You can do whatever you want, but leave me alone. Yeah. And uh, we get real tired of everybody telling us what to do that's got these opinions about stuff. And I'm getting sick and tired of the Constitution being shredded among whatever issue you people want to decide that you're on your high horse and do and he was a guy that stood up against that so good people good people will be greatly greatly missed that big tall hat so um our thoughts and our prayers go to their family and of course we'll be reaching out to them when we get off the air today but um pretty incredible pretty incredible loss for country music community and for america in general open phones at 888-825-5225 Georgia starts off this hour. Julia is calling. Hi, Julia. How are you? Hi. Good afternoon. It is an absolute pleasure to speak with both of you. You too. <laughs> How can we help? Uh, forgive me. I'm a little bit nervous, but um, the reason I'm calling is because I've been listening to you for a while. I got your Financial Peace University, and I've been watching those videos, and actually I've watched them twice now to see if I've missed anything <laughs> the first time around. And I've been taking advantage of all that. I'll get right to the point. My husband and I are on baby step two. Um, We have two debts that we're working on. One of them being um, some child support that is in arrears. Now, the state has ordered that they're in arrears. Um, This was done about 10 years ago. But to be honest, he doesn't actually owe them. He is not interested in fighting them. And anytime I bring it up... um, to see about paying, you know, to to fight them. He gets very angry. He gets very upset. He kind of almost turns on me, and I just let it go. Um, We continue to pay as we're supposed to, 
uh, as the state has ordered, but I'm wondering, am I missing something? Is there sort of man code or something that I'd, no. I, I feel like I've stepped somewhere that I just shouldn't be? I, I don't have any idea. I, I mean, to. you might be. There might be something to the story you don't know and I don't know. But no, it's not man code. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's child support and he doesn't owe it, you fight it and you uh, push back against it and you win and you don't pay it. If he does owe it, you pay it. It's really not much okay. in between. Uh, but hanging around and paying something you don't owe and being either. mad about it for decades is not... I don't get that. That's not man code. And That's I don't either. And it, and it was... And the baby steps, it would actually come first, the first thing to pay off. But in my heart, I feel like if I pay that off first, or if I start throwing chunks of money at it, and then we do, all of a sudden, he wakes up one day and says, well, hey, no, let's go ahead and fight it. Well, they're going to look at us throwing chunks of money at it and say, well... You know, yeah, yeah I agree. Lot, How so. much is it? What's outstanding balance? $15,000. Okay. And Julia, how long have you and your husband been married? It's actually 13 years today. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you guys have been married 13 years. You know what's jumping out at me, Julia? The singular pronouns you keep saying. You say I okay. and I if I throw money at it. And so you guys aren't working together on your money, are you? No, we're not. Yeah. It's- that's a, a very uh, sensitive topic. The whole money situation is very sensitive, and he just tells me to take care of all of it. He makes the majority of the money, and I take care of it. Yeah, that's unfair to you. I manage it. Yeah, that's unfair to you. And see, that's the first caveat. Not being aligned in it and being able to communicate about it, he's shutting down altogether with money. And now here you're yes, standing sir. and looking at this, and this is a battle that he needs to lead uh, on this child support thing, but you all jointly together are doing this. This is something that impacts your future. So, or decide I don't want to fight it. I'm just going to pay it. Right, and then you chunk money at it and don't right. worry about it. Yep. But, but I don't want. See, the problem is you don't know what to do because you're afraid if you pay extra on it, he's going to wake up one day. Well, he needs to be part of the discussion so he doesn't wake up one day. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is. Um, I mean, what what I would do on this is I think the two of you probably ought to sit down and talk to somebody like a good marriage counselor. I'm not saying you're about to get divorced, but you're married. You're, the engine's running rough, and it needs a tune-up. And, okay. you know, I, I mean, Sharon and I spent some time with a marriage counselor, and it saved our lives. Kept her from killing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've definitely been down some rocky roads, and he, you know, he used to be an alcoholic. He quit all that. Okay. He's been dry for over two years now. So we, we've That's definitely good hit news. some rocky roads, and I think... It's wonderful news, and I just I so, feel like you know what. Here, here's the thing: did, did he did he do twelve step? He just quit cold turkey. He just quit. Okay, just an act of his I, will. I told I gave him an ultimatum. Okay. So all right. Well, I I think the way maybe this sounds. I don't know. I'm just a guy, but it's not guy code. To answer your man code. To answer your question earlier, but no. maybe the way it sounds <laughs> is I'm so proud of you for being dry for two years, and the completion of. Your healing in these areas is for you and I to be on the same page with money. And it's, it's, I'm tired of carrying the weight of the household on my back, and I need you to man up. Okay. And I need you to step up beside me and say, I I want you to walk with me, be my man. I don't want you to carry it all. I'm not going to dump the thing, dump the bills on, on your side of the desk. We're going to do this together. But I, I'm tired of doing all of this by myself. 
And then that leads into the conversation on the other. But really, the the child support thing is a symptom of what you called out, Chris, I'm not working together. Yeah. And here's the deal. He's got Dave old emotions attached to that. Yep. Obviously, to a damaged relationship. Well, it pisses him off every time it comes up. Absolutely. But it's that not part, I Julia's fault. And right. she's part of the solution. I agree. Counseling's the way to go. Yeah. Get, get some coaching and yep. just how to talk to each other. But it can start with... We've come a long way. Let's finish yes. this journey. Yes. Because I'm tired hmm. of doing this by myself. That's good. My Team wife up. says, I'm tired of carrying out the trash. It's your turn. She says stuff like that. And she you know what? Feisty. Yeah, she is. That. She is. She's, she's a, that, that's a you take out the trash? You dadgum right I did. I'm scared of her. <laughs> this is the Dave Ramsey Show. In an uncertain world, being a good steward of your money is more important than ever. While some circumstances can't be controlled, there are items within your budget you can take charge of, such as your health care costs. For nearly 40 years, Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, has provided a budget-friendly means of sharing for medical bills when our members need it. Learn more by visiting chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. You're listening to the best of the Dave Ramsey Show. We'll be back soon with more live content. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, just started his own podcast. John, I'm sure you guys have been announcing that while I was gone. Tell everybody about it. We started a live taking calls uh, podcast, and we are um, shooting a few times a week. And it's everybody surprised that launch number one has been doing really great, and it, we've had some exciting calls, and we're keeping it going. Yeah. So people want to call in about life, about life, mental relationships, health things, mental health, marriages. I mean, you is no end to the calls we're getting. Yeah, um, it's really been neat. Yeah, a lot of folk out there needing guidance. Mm-hmm. So if you want to participate in that, you can email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com or leave a voicemail, and they'll set up a live call with you as a part of the sh- It's like a radio show, in other words, doing as a podcast at 844-693-3291, 844-693-3291. This show is very hard to get in on, but if you email or leave a message there, they'll get back with you and let you be a part of the Dr. John Deloney show, originally named, of course. Uh, Scott is with us in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Scott. What's up, man? Hello, Dave. Hey, Dr. Deloney. First of all, Dave, congratulations. Dr. D is such a great addition to the lineup. Well, thank you. We agree. Welcome. Thanks, brother Scott. And your check is in the mail, brother. All right. Waiting for that. Um, Since I'm on BS2 right now. So anyway, uh, to my question, um, my wife and I, like I said, we're on baby step two. We've got a ways to go. Uh, we're currently cash flowing two kids through college. My parents, who are 80 years old, never saved for retirement. Uh, Dave, I called in last, uh, last year. Uh, you helped me um, guide, guide me through bailing my parents out of a financial crisis. And then you sent them through FPU and set them up with a financial coach. They fully completed both. And you also sent me boundaries, which I read. 
Um, last month, they called me to tell me, not ask me, that they needed me to co-sign a loan for them because my mom wants cosmetic surgery they can't afford. At 80? So, at, yeah. <laughs> I don't even so, want to ask. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. it, I, could, I could make it exciting, but it's, uh, it has to do with dental work. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, I told them I was not going to dismiss the principles I live by to enable their behavior, uh, especially after they ostensibly learned the same thing I did. Um, anyway, my birthday was August 30th. It came and went without a call or a card. Mm. My father now spends time posting passive-aggressive stuff on Facebook about how, how children are supposed to treat their parents. Mm. Now, I know I'm right by not co-signing, mm. and I'm not sure from a relationship standpoint what I'm supposed to do here. I wouldn't let them starve or be thrown out on the street, but this is a want, not a need. Mm. Uh, we're all angry, obviously. One of us is right, uh, but we're at a stalemate. Yeah, Scott, I hate Thanks. that for you, brother. So here's the deal. Uh, when it comes to what's the right thing to do financially, of course you know that you're right. Um, and when it comes to the right thing to do relationally, of course, you know, you don't need my validation, but you're right. You drew a boundary that was best for you and for your family, and you held them to it, and I'm proud of you for that. And you're getting to see what the other side of a boundary looks like when someone pings off your the, the walls or the fences or the boundaries you drew, and they choose to react immaturely. And the hard part is you love your parents, you love your mom, you love your dad individually and together, and they're choosing to make their own path as adults are able to do. And that hurts and that stinks, and you're going to have to grieve that. Um, but the reality is they're 80. They're allowed to do whatever they want to do. Um, and I would suggest you turn off Facebook and don't listen to the nonsense. And you continue to be mature and you continue to be adult. And you, you send them cards on their birthday because children honor their parents. And you make sure they're included when it's appropriate. But you're going to have to grieve this part of it, man, because that just stinks. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hate that for you. The only the only recompense you've got is this: there's only one kind of relationship that requires money to be transferred. It's called prostitution. And so, if your relationship is money dependent, you're in that class. You don't have a relationship, in other words, because that's not a relationship. That's a transaction. Agreed. Uh, I agree. And uh, so, it's don't know how I, to deal with them. I'm just saying it's your, it's the only way you you have to get your brain around and honestly it's chapter 2 I believe maybe 1 even in boundaries that says you're not crazy. You remember that chapter? You're not crazy. Cuz when you get this ping off the boundary like John described it, what you start to feel is is that you're crazy. Like you did something wrong. Am I a bad son? Am I being a legalist? Am I being too hardcore? And so forth. And it's like uh no. Scott, you were just asking how to deal with this? Well, yeah. I mean, nobody wants to pick up the phone at this point. And so here's the deal. Call them in and check in. How's everybody doing? You can be the mature grown-up one there. And if they choose to respond in immature ways, then then you can begin to develop new boundaries against that. The challenge with boundaries is we feel so good when we finally draw them, and we forget that boundaries do have consequences. And boundaries do have emotional and feeling, you know, responses. And sometimes people don't respond well to our boundaries, and it hurts. So a boundary is when someone feels like they're boundaries needed when someone feels like they're entitled to something of yours that they're not entitled to, and you tell them that. Almost always, there's a response of anger. 
But I think we get so excited that we're drawing a boundary that we feel good and we do it, and it's like, ah. Yeah. And we forget that then people come up against it and say, well, then you're not my son, or I don't love you, or yeah. if my son really loves me. If I can't me, do cocaine in the living room, Dad, then I just won't let you be my dad if you're going to throw me out for doing that. Well, I'm sorry. We don't do cocaine in our living room. Or so. it's going to be your fault that my kids are going to fill in the bl- right? So yeah. people get to respond, and they're going to respond. Your grandchildren are going to be hungry because of you. Because not, of you, right. right. Not giving this 36-year-old without job for two and a half years any money mm. you know this kind of thing and so it, you're, it's your fault somehow it's not your fault man um it does hurt legitimately. I hate that. it does hurt. it breaks your heart and so, but I, th- I agree with john i mean just call them and have a conversation but here's the thing don't try to call them and fix it no there's nothing to fix they can't they're not they're, there's no fixing this they're just going to get over it or they're not <laughs> yeah and, and i always want to encourage people to be the mature party be yeah. the respectful party, the relational party, but also protect yourself and don't keep putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah, exactly. I hate that for you, Scott. It's awful. Theo is with us next in Chicago. Hi, Theo. How are you? Hey, Uncle Dave, Dr. John. How are you both? Better than we deserve, brother. What's up? And um, before I get to my uh, question, I'd love your advice on I just wanted to honor both of you for a minute and say how appreciative and grateful I am. Uh, just for the wisdom and the biblical insight you guys share. Um, well, thank you, sir. How can like we help it's today? Like just part of you guys. You're very I, nice. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so my wife and I were on Baby Step 6. Um, we have about 200000 left to pay on our house currently. Mm-hmm. And we've been kind of kicking around this idea, um, praying and, and kind of looking at different directions the Lord would have us go um, with our our future. Uh, we have two little kids and even pre COVID stuff, we, we made the decision we wanted to homeschool, um, our children and Lord willing a few more, uh, down the road, but I'm up uh, against the clock. Go ahead and tell me what your question is. I'm looking at buying a lot of land and like five to six acres and then doing a construction to permanent loan. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get your, your insight and, and, kind of best practices or advice on that. Okay. The land price can be wrapped into the cost of construction in one loan. It's a temporary loan to be taken out with a permanent to be replaced with a permanent loan when the construction is complete. And you mentioned that. So you will get a construction loan when you also are approved for the permanent loan. And the permanent loan gives you a letter called a takeout letter, meaning they're going to take out the construction loan when the construction is complete. And so it's um, it's just it's effectively at the end of the day ends up causing you to have simply a mortgage. So you got to make sure you're getting rid of your old house, to be able to cause this to happen in the process and somehow. But uh, two of my kids have built houses this year uh, without construction loans; they pay cash. But the um, but in both cases or in one case they sold their house in order to be able to pay for it. And so you just line all that stuff up and calls, hit the end domino and it goes.
If you really want to win with money, you have to learn to spend less. A great tool that's helping my listeners save money is called Honey. Honey is a free online shopping tool that finds some of the best promo codes and applies them to your cart for you. One listener said, almost every time I shop online, Honey saves me anywhere from 10 to 30% and allows me to put that extra cash towards my debt. Add Honey to your browser today. Go to joinhoney.com slash Ramsey. You're listening to the best of the Dave Ramsey Show. We'll be back soon with more live content. Jonathan is with us in Poughkeepsie. Hey, Jonathan, welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Can you hear me? Absolutely. How can Chris and I help? Thank you so much for taking my call. So I just had a question for you. Um, so I'm in a sticky situation. I was working on a job um, during the, uh, for the past couple years uh, during the pandemic, and um, I left that job in hopes of getting another job. Um, which had higher pay, more lateral mo- mobility, uh, better benefits, and so forth. Um, and I was—I didn't sign a contract for that job yet, but I was told that I was going to be—I um, already got approved for that job, um, and I didn't break my contract um, to go to that job. Um, so uh, when the contract for the other job was over, uh, I basically—I'm um, out of a job. So right now I'm working kind of minimum wage. And I have a retirement plan for twenty for twelve thousand eight hundred dollars uh, for the past uh, couple of years. I was putting in like minimum, and my question is, uh, should I take out some of my retirement plan uh, and pay off all my credit card debt, my student loan debt, and put something aside, or should I keep that in there and uh, just kind of ride it out until I get the full time job? All right, Mister Jonathan, how much debt do you have, my friend? Twelve thousand. So I have six thousand credit card, um, and I have fifteen hundred in student loans. Oh, but twelve thousand in the uh, in the four hundred one k. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I also just to add, I also have ten thousand in savings that I've saved from during uh, the pandemic, just in case I was going to be in a sticky situation. But I, I don't want to like spend too much of that because that's what I have. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you have any kind of income coming in right now as you're in this hold position? Yes, so I'm working minimum wage, which is 15 an hour. Okay. Uh, at, at least 30 hours a week, so that would be at least 450 uh, growth. Okay. And up to, up to 40 hours, but that would be between 450 and 600. So can you week. stay current on your bills with that? I can. Good. Okay. I can, but yeah, I just don't know because, just sorry about that, but just because of the CARES Act, if I were to take out retirement, then I wouldn't be charged a penalty. That's why I brought that up. Well, I, that, I know, Jonathan, and trust me, Dave and I have heard this. Uh, they they removed the 10% penalty, but the CARES Act is not caring about your future. And what that means is, is you're still going to be responsible for the income taxes on that within two years. So I would not advise you to pull money out of the 401k at all. If anything, I'm going to have you continue to be in conserve mode. But once you get some stable income coming in, the first place I want you to go is to this 10000 mm-hmm. that's sitting over here okay. in savings, buddy. And I love your heart and your mindset. You want to attack the debt. Just don't steal from your future to do it. So here's, okay. the, here's the thing. You're in a temporary hold mode, and your head is above water. The only time we tell people to pull out of retirement is to avoid bankruptcy or foreclosure, and you're not facing either. Yeah. Really, okay. at the end of the day, the only reason you're pulling out of retirement here is to not use your $10,000. Right. And that's really unwise. 
So if you want to hold the 10 and stay in conserve mode till you get reemployed at a better position, fine. Uh, but no, I would not cash out retirement. It feels right on the short term, but as a long-term play, it's a really bad move. Plus, it's ma- you're making the decision based on a temporary set of circumstances, not a permanent vision. That's right. And Dave, I'm going to ask you something. I'm going <clears> to <throat> get you to attempt to explain to me what in the world Congress was thinking Okay, I wait know. A minute, wait a minute. I, you just said Congress I, and thinking. I did, but but think. Where, help me understand. Why would you get rid of the ten percent penalty to crack the door on people raiding out their future? But you're still going to be obligated for the income tax side within two years. I'm assuming this is a rhetorical question. <laughs> right? Well, okay. I want to understand. Well, like I could help you do that. Yeah. No. Uh, so. See, you have a different set of values. You actually think that they actually were trying to do something where I'm old. All they I've ever seen them do is try to look like they did something. <laughs> okay. That's well, all they want to do. They want to look like they did something. Right. And this looks like you did something. Oh, we were a big help. We screwed you. <laughs> well, you screwed up your whole retirement, but we're from Congress and we're here to help, <laughs> which is, it really ought to scare the bejesus out of you when you hear that. <laughs> You ought to just melt in a little pile. What a world! What a world! When you hear that, so yeah, no, I, I, I you know, politicians are really all about appearances. Yeah, you know, we're we we came forward. We were there for you during COVID, but then they didn't read the twenty three hundred page bill, and so then when the implementation comes out, you've got the whole PP loan or PPP loan debacle. You've got this debacle. You've got people not paying off their student loans who are able to because they have a temporary reprieve on the interest rate. Oh, Lord Jesus. Instead of using the reprieve to get out of debt, they go, oh, Congress wants us to not do anything, and so we're going to follow suit. And it's just the unintended consequences of screwing around in the economy with trillions and trillions of dollars of unpaid, unread documentation it's um it's astronomically stupid but that's kind of like expected so all right william is in cincinnati hey william how are you good how are you today better than i deserve how can i help i uh have worked many many hours like two jobs my entire career i'm 65 now and uh have no retirement plan but i have about 1.8 million right now but part of that is in cash because i sold some property at least half of it's in cash and i'm getting ready to sell a manufacturing business i have uh we have an agreement of uh after taxes i'll get a 1.1 to 1.2 million in addition to this 1.8 yeah and have i have no debt Uh and no mortgage um just wonder right now with coronavirus it seems to me that companies are not doing that well. I know the companies I know are struggling, uh, but the market's going up crazy. Uh, so I've listened to you a lot. I know you like to be aggressive in the market, and that's the way I've been. But just wondering with the current situation, what you would recommend. Okay. Well, to start with, let's just dial back here and say, you got $3 million. <laughs> you got retirement. Touchdown. Way to go, man. So how much of this money did you inherit? Are you a trust fund baby, or did you earn all this? No, earned it all. 100%. 100%. 
100%. Wow. America's wealthy all inherited their money. Bull crap. Here's William. Okay. William, way to go, man. So proud of you. So, listen, here, here's the thing. You're 65 years old. You can screw this up royally, and you'll still be okay. You got $3 million. So, re- relax on the uh, pressure on yourself to yeah. be like an, a perfect investor and perfectly anticipate. You can put it all in CDs, which I would consider screwing up royally, and you still can probably make it until you die with $3 million, can't you? Yes. Okay, so we know we can do that. Now, everything from there is gravy on the biscuit. And you've been pretty good about getting gravy on your biscuit, dude. You've done a good job. So I'm 60. I'm right behind you. I have 100% of my wealth invested in real estate that is paid for, zero debt, and in growth stock mutual funds across the four types that I teach other people to do. I actually do what I teach people to do. I know that's a novel idea, but I actually do it. And that's where 100% of my wealth is, other than the fact that I own Ramsey Solutions. But um, but the aside from that, the, 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 you know, the investment wealth that I have is in real estate and in mutual funds. I have not pulled a dime of it out during COVID. I have not put extra in during COVID. Uh, I am in the midst of developing some real estate. I another, build another building next door and crap like that. So I'm dumping more money there than I am in the stock market. But it's not got anything to do with COVID. It's got to do I got a concrete hole over here sucking cash. So, uh, but the, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? So that it's just, I think you're fine to pick too. out some good mutual funds to invest. Or if you want to do another business, yeah. buy another business and run a little while. Apparently you're good at that. But William, do not say you don't have a retirement plan, my friend. You got a plan, a safety net, and four parachutes. You're good to go, buddy. Exactly, yeah. A retirement plan does not have to be in a 401k. That's right. A huge freaking pile of money <laughs> is works. known as a retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> you did so good, brother. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. Listening to the best of the Dave Ramsey Show. We'll be back soon with more live content. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today on the Dave Ramsey Show. You can now download the Ramsey Network app. If you didn't know there is a whole Ramsey Network, uh, Rachel Cruz, Ken Coleman, Christy Wright, Entree Leadership, Chris Hogan, Dave Ramsey Show, the Borrowed Future Podcast, they're all in one place. And any other things that we were to launch would be there as well the ramsey network app it's free and you don't struggle to find one of us you can just click on your ramsey network app and it's all right there and you can control it you re- we've completely updated this thing it's a new iteration and the uh, reviews have been rave so check it out all right ryan's in massachusetts hi ryan how are you Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Um, my question is, do I have too much in my reserves? So I don't know if I am too focused on savings, and should I be focused on other areas? 
Do you have more than uh, six months of expenses? I do, actually. Why? And the reason why I have that is because I'm a consultant. I do IT recruiting but as a consultant. So my job is not as steady as a full-time job. You know, it's one day here, next day I could be let go. Uh-huh. So I was... I, my mindset was... What is the chances you're going to be gone six months without an income? Zero. <laughs> That's a great question. And probably Zero. very slim to none. Yeah, yeah. So six months is fine. And anything okay. above that, I would put towards my other goals. And I was wondering, in a sense, where my other goals right now, what we do is me and my wife, we put 10% of our paychecks into our 401ks. And then we also have a, um, we've got our IRAs and uh, other various tools that we are putting our money towards as well. Are you debt-free other than your home? Yes, we are. Okay, cool. That's about what we call baby step two. Baby step three is the six months. Baby step four is 15% of your household income going into retirement. So if you add up those IRAs and the 10% you're doing over at the other, does that equal 15%? If it does, you've hit baby step four. I wouldn't do more than that. Um, baby step five, as you say, for kids' college, if that's applicable. If you don't have kids, you move on to six and pay off the house. And so I would limit mine. I would take anything above six months, throw it at the house or the kids' college, um, and or some of both, whichever one you want to do. I would limit my investing to 15% of my household income until I got my house paid off. And I'd throw everything else at the house and just rock it that way. Lori is in Kentucky. Lori, welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show. How can Dr. John and I help? Hi, guys. How are you? It's so good to be talking to you. You too. What's up? Um, Thank you. So I've listened to you guys religiously for several months now. Um, My question today is about justifying the cost of going to therapy while wanting to put all of my extra money toward debt in baby step two. Um, so just a little background. I used to go to therapy after my divorce in 2015, but I haven't been in about three years and I think it'd be beneficial to start going again. But, um, you know, my, my insurance has a $30 copay per visit. If I see a psychologist, that's still like an extra 60 to 120 bucks a month, probably, um, that I'd be spending on that instead of paying off my debt. What's your household so I income? What advice. Um, I make about 72,000 a year. Okay. And what do you, st- what do you want to still work on in therapy? Yeah, what do you want to go to counseling for? Sure. So um, I have some lingering issues from the divorce still that I, I see play out in, in my life still today and, and in relationships. And um, that are, and anxiety are, are the main two things. What, what are they? Um, trust issues, um, fear of being left um, in a relationship, things like that, because I didn't instigate my divorce. It was my ex that did. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two main things off the top of my head. So when somebody can can articulate... Here's my challenges. That's a, that's one of the cornerstones of what counseling does for us. Is it helps us rake the yard and helps us move all the soil and the mess out of the way, so we can actually get a get a, a snapshot, a picture of what's going on in our heart and head. You're able just to articulate it for me. So, what would a counselor do? And by the way, I'm a huge proponent of going to therapy. What would a counselor do that a close friend that you cultivate relationship with that you're vulnerable with or a mentor from your local church or in your community what what would they do for you that they wouldn't because you've identified the core issues somebody somebody left you high and dry totally hosed you and now you don't know how to trust them but more importantly you don't have to trust yourself so you articulated that that sets off all of your 
internal fear alarms, which is real, your disconnection alarms, which is what we've we've decided to turn into a diagnosis and make a medical issue called anxiety, right? And then you just get anxious for a while, and that makes you depressed. So you've laid all that out for me. What is what is a counselor going to give you that a, a close, vulnerable friend won't? I think I'm probably looking for, like, coping mechanisms. Um, so, you know, when, when these uh, issues pop up in my daily life, like things that I can do um, to uh, re, you know, kind of retrain my brain and things like that. So I don't think the way that I think the negativity that I think um, that seems more beneficial to me from like a medical professional than just, you know, you know, uh, chit chatting with a friend about it um, and getting, you know, kind of basic advice from a friend like that. I think that's really like the core of what I'm looking for. What is your academic training in? What's your degree in? Um, I have a Bachelor of Science in Communication. Okay. Because you're, you're completely... I'm thinking you need to give therapy. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got this so wrapped well, up. You. I mean, it's, uh, you sound like somebody does this for a living. Right. Well, thank you. I, to be fair, I have a lot of good friends in my life who have given me a lot of good advice. It's just not getting me what I need out of it, you know, so that's why... Well, I mean, you, you really are able to articulate it at an amazing level. Right. Thank uh, you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you two hard things. Um, and you can disagree with me, and you can say, Deloney, I think you're an idiot, and I'll say, hey, you got what you paid for. So the first thing is this. You're going to have to decide. You're going to have to look in the mirror, put both hands on your bathroom counter, and you're going to have to look in the mirror. And you're going to have to say, Lori, I'm moving on. And I'm going to not make anxiety. I'm not going to make trust issues my identity. I'm not going to make that who I am. I am going to become x and then you're gonna have to get somebody in your life to walk alongside you and you can pay for that there's a million people out there that will take your money as dave pointed out you are articulate you are smart you're gonna have to decide that this is an identity because this isn't a task thing this isn't a series of skills things you know those skills you know how to breathe through when you get anxious you know how to call somebody who's close to you when the alarms are going off you know those things and so if you want to pay somebody to go do that, that's going to be part two of this question. You make 72000 bucks a year. If you need to invest in your mental health, it's foolish and Absolutely. silly not to. Absolutely. Here, 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 John, I'm going to ask you about this and see if – Lori, I'm just playing. I'm learning here. Um, in my mind, I worry about um, – not Lori as much, but just in general. Sometimes people like – they just want to hang out with a counselor, and they just go year after year after year after year and don't seem to get any better. Yes. And uh, so if I were Lori, I would say, okay, I'm going to budget 10 sessions, and I'm going to be done. Right. But the goal being that I've got the rest of the tools in my belt to be done. Right. And you're or gonna, I'm going to budget whatever number of sessions. But it's not, it's not, this is not, you don't want to do this year after year after year after year. No. It, 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 right. So, yeah, Lori, you're going to go to a, a counselor, and you're going to say, you're going to go to a psychologist, you're going to find a marriage and family therapist, and you're going to say, here's the deal. I know exactly what it is. I know here's the challenges. You got 10 sessions to walk me out. That's exactly right. And or whatever. I want you a make up series of tasks and skills that you're going to teach me. We're going to, we're going to do this together and then I'm out. And if they say, well, you know, then you go to the next yeah. counselor. Yeah. And there's a, there's going to be somebody who's well, ethical. You, know, I have to, you have to go back to the chiropractor every month for the rest of my life. You don't. No, thank you. You don't. You're supposed to freaking <laughs> heal me. That's right. <laughs> and healing is both cracking my back and teaching me the stretches and the strength building tools yeah. that I don't have to see you again. Yeah. So the greatest counselor I ever went to when I sat down, her first statement to me is, my goal with you is to work myself out of a job. There you go. And I said, that's, that's, what that's I'm the after. person I want to see. That's, that's right. what I'm after. And, and it, yeah, this is uh, because the thing is, there's always going to be pain associated with this past event. 
It just should be diminishing, and it should be that you have the tools to work it. And that's what your community should be for. Yeah, so make sure you're plugged into a good church as well, and maybe get a lady that's 10 years older than you, 20 years older than you, that's as articulate and bright as you are to talk this through with as well. But yeah, I think I would go, but I would just put a limit on it and say, this is we're going to be done after this, and in your own mind, and certainly in the mind of the council. Investing in your heart is never a bad ROI. Exactly. It's this hour of the Dave Ramsey Show in the books. This is James Childs, producer of the Dave Ramsey Show. On your smart speaker, you can add our skill by saying, Alexa, open the Ramsey Network skill. From there, you can listen to all our shows. Ask Dave money questions like, how do I invest my money? Or what is the debt snowball? Find out more at DaveRamsey.com slash smart speaker. Hey, if you've got questions about retirement, investing, or becoming an everyday millionaire, go bigger and broader with my man Chris Hogan on The Chris Hogan Show. I am excited to be able to talk to you all week in and week out. We're going to focus on your calls, and it's going to focus on building wealth, investing, and how to become an everyday millionaire. Subscribe to The Chris Hogan Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Dave Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.